This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Paul is about to be arrested. He knows that it will happen. He's about to get in a boat to leave the city of Ephesus and to return to the city of Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, Paul has many enemies, chiefly made because Paul has spent his adult career boldly preaching God's word in its truth and purity. He preached boldly even when people didn't like what he said. After years of that happening, The enemies of the church want Paul silenced. And so, Paul knows that the words he speaks in our lesson for today will be the last time he speaks or sees the Christians of Ephesus in person. It's his last words to them face to face. Have you ever thought about what your last words to someone might be? Is it a so long, farewell, Auf Wiedersehen, good night sort of moment? A sayonara, suckers. Is it a don't forget me when I'm gone? Is it Parting is such sweet sorrow. Paul doesn't do any of those things. Did you see what Paul said? He said, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all of the flock. Because I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come here in among you. And they will not spare the flock. I know that from among your own selves, men will arise speaking twisted things, all in an attempt to draw disciples away from Jesus, to separate people from Christ. Paul's last words to the Ephesians are not words of parting and sweet sorrow. They're words of warning. Warning that from within the church itself, from within their own congregation, false preachers and teachers would appear. These false preachers, these false pastors would put lies in their sermons. Lies that could potentially lead the Christian astray. So Paul implores the Ephesian Christians to be alert, to pay attention, to remember all of the sermons that Paul preached there while he was with them. And in that word of Christ... The Holy Spirit would keep them in the true faith. The Holy Spirit would 
keep their hearts trusting Jesus. Paul's last words to the Ephesian Christians are words of warning that we need to keep in the word of God. Now, it might seem a little bit confusing, isn't it? When we hear what Paul's last words are. After all, how could a Christian abandon the faith? How could a trustworthy pastor say something false? How could a congregation or its members abandon the true God? I mean, don't they know what God did for them? That he sent his only begotten son to take on our flesh, our sin, our wickedness, and to defeat and destroy it forever on the cross, to rise from the dead, to declare eternal life. What better news could there be? How could anyone ever drift away from that glorious message? Shouldn't Paul have spent this Last moment, smiling, remembering, looking forward to the heavenly reunion. See, Paul knows the truth. Paul knows that these false preachers are always after faithful Christians. Paul knew this because Paul knew his Bible. He had read the book of Jeremiah, our Old Testament lesson today, where exactly what he has warned about happened. The people of Judah, in the time of Jeremiah, had abandoned the worship of the true God and replaced it with lies. Their ancestors had been led out of slavery in Egypt through the waters of the Red Sea. Their ancestors had conquered all of the Holy Land by the work of God. Their ancestors had seen the miracles of Elijah. And yet, they slowly drifted away. And the pastors of the day of Jeremiah, the prophets, they drifted with the people. You see, they themselves had begun to preach messages not based upon the words of the Holy Scripture, but upon their own opinions, their own dreams, their own thoughts, their own desires. The pastors of Jeremiah's day didn't care what God said. They cared what kept their job. They cared what made them popular with the people and the king. They cared about the worries of the day instead of God's word. They still preached. 
Jeremiah says it this way, I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. In other words, these pastors stopped preaching God's word and began to preach their own dreams. And because they had done this, Jeremiah says, Behold, I will feed them with bitter food, give them poisoned water to drink, For the prophets of Jerusalem, ungodliness has gone out into all the land. It would happen. Exile was just a little while away. The faithful people of God had abandoned God's word. The things that St. Paul warned the Ephesian Christians about had already happened to the people of Judah centuries before. If we're honest, it really began with those prophets and pastors lessening their emphasis on God's word. They began to relax, to loosen God's laws. They began to look the other way when someone believed something that wasn't quite right. They began to be glad that people were just showing up at temple and not caring if they actually believed. They were glad that people were putting things in the offering plate, independent of their faith. They looked the other way when pagan symbols were placed front and center in their sanctuary. They ignored the Baal and Asherah worship that was taking place right in the temple courts. Pastors stopped calling out sin that was real sin. And they began to invent sins that weren't sin at all. You see, the temptation for a pastor is to just let things slide because it's easier. Temptation for a pastor is to tell people what they want to hear rather than what's right because that won't cause conflict. Pastors of Jeremiah's day began to let things slide. The people drifted along with them. Perhaps that picture of pastors as shepherds is right after all. Wherever the shepherd goes, the flock follows. The people of Jeremiah's day followed the prophets of Jeremiah's day. And they were eventually taken into exile. God himself finally confronted their sin in a very dramatic and deadly way 
sending the army of Babylon to destroy Jerusalem, to burn down the temple, and to take the people away. Paul doesn't want that for the people of Ephesus. And to be honest, he doesn't want that for any of the Christians that will come later. He doesn't want that for you. Paul's words of warning Jeremiah's words of warning weren't just for the people of old, after all. They are written down for you, too. Paul wants you to beware of false prophets, for you to pay attention, for you to be alert for false teaching. Because the same temptation that the prophets of Jeremiah's day face is present here and now for your pastors as well. To relax God's word where it says, this is written. To add words where scripture is silent. To soften our approach on sin. To let the little things go. Every pastor is tempted to give in to this idea. After all, it's not easy to tell the children of the biggest donor in your congregation that living together outside marriage is sin. It's hard to tell a beloved fellow Christian that they can't hold an office in the church any longer because of their failures. It's hard to call out gossip in a congregation when you agree with the things that are being said. Let alone all the other things, it's hard as a pastor to speak up against homosexuality, abortion, euthanasia, theft, the evils of communism, adultery, pornography, covetousness, drunkenness, addiction. Poor church attendance, hoarding, gluttony, swearing, cursing, rebellion, and the like. It gets wearisome to talk about all these things because they're entrenched in and defended by our world that we live in today. So the temptation for the pastor is... To give in, just a little at first, to the demands of the world. To be a false prophet. Many pastors have done just that. In fact, Entire denominations of pastors have decided it's easier to cave than it is to stand up for God's word of truth. Just like the prophets of Jeremiah's day, many who claim the title Christian have drifted away from the foundation of God's holy word. 
They've done it to get more people in the door, to get more money in the plate. They've done it to save a fight. But in each and every case, it hurts the church tremendously. That's why all these mainstream denominations are dying right in front of our eyes. So Paul's words ring true. You must be alert. You must be ready. You must pay attention. You must study the Word of God to make sure that your preachers are telling you the truth. You must know God's Word so that you know what is what. You must cling to God's Word like your very life depends on it. Even if it's unpopular. Even if you're ostracized. Even if you're arrested and killed. Because your life does depend on God's Word. That is the truth. Now, that's a heavy message to hear, isn't it? It's a hard thing for us to wrap our minds around. But there is one thing more not to forget. In Acts, Paul warned the Ephesians... In our gospel lesson, Jesus warns the disciples. In our Old Testament lesson, Jeremiah warns the people of Jerusalem. And tonight, I warn you. Why? Because God desires for this word to come to your ears. God desires... For you to be saved. He desires for you to live world without end in his heavenly kingdom. Raised from the dead. Peace and comfort and joy. God loves you. He loves you that much. He doesn't want you to be walking through your life and suddenly surprised by false teaching. Because he doesn't want that to take you from him. God doesn't want you to be snatched out of his hand by some lie from some well-meaning pastor. God has told you about the temptation to listen to false prophets because he wants you to be saved. And he has accomplished that very thing in his son, Jesus Christ. In him, you have salvation. In Him, in Jesus, you have forgiveness. In Him, 
in Jesus. You will live forever. He is your life raft. He is the way you get through it all. He is your only hope. And he's glad to be just that. God sent his son to save you, to live a perfect life for you, to preach only the truth into your ears. Even as he hung from the cross, Father, forgive them their sins. They know not what they do. It is finished. Their sins are forgiven. He sends out the Spirit to call you, to gather you, to enlighten you, to bring you to the true faith through His Holy Word, through His blessed sacraments, that you may be His child forever. God sends Jesus for you so that, as Paul says, you may remember His words. Words which bring life and salvation to you. God does love you. That's why God has brought you here into the church. That's why God keeps sending his word to you. That's why God feeds you with the body and blood of Jesus. That's why God clothes you with Christ's righteousness in the waters of baptism. That's why God keeps speaking the absolution into your ears. Your sin is forgiven. You belong to me. You are saved. And someday, you'll leave this world. You'll gasp your last breath. What word would you want to hear then? What last word should be ringing in your ears? So long, see you when the door hits you on the way out. Sayonara, suckers. No. The word of Jesus that saves. The word of peace in the cross. Paul will be arrested. Paul will be executed. Paul is speaking for the last time to faithful Christians. So he exhorts them to hear the word of Jesus. To cling to the word of Jesus. To trust the word of Jesus. So for Paul, for Jeremiah, and for you... The last word is the word of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been with Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. 
The words, with intrepid hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.